Hey, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us again here on Realty Check. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Sorry we missed you last week. However, we're back today. And right now we're going to be working on our, it's a bonus episode that we have in this show. Um, every few weeks we have Sharon Swanton back on our show and we're going to do something called Coaching Corner. On Coaching Corner, we talk about mindset what you can do to work on your mindset, work through issues. Now, this is not only for realtors, this is for anybody in any part of life. So we're excited. We're going to be opening the show and um, talking about that. And also, if you're watching our show, you're liking the content that we're putting out, please take a moment, like, comment, share, tell your friends about us, make sure you download us and follow us on iTunes or Amazon, Spotify, Audible. I just found out we were on Audible. I didn't even know that. Um, but if you download us, you will get notified every time we have a new episode. So we're keeping you up to date on what's happening in real estate right from the professionals. And we have these bonus episodes that give you some mindset work. So it's really great, um, really great show that we have here. And we are hoping that you guys continue to watch and follow us. Um, Sharon, Thank you uh, for coming on the show again. And, Thank you for having me. And, and your your coaching company is Affinity Solutions. Affinity Solutions. And you've been on the show several times. Yes. We love having you here. And you have such great <laughs> knowledge to offer and such great things to offer. So I really appreciate you being here with us, Sharon. Well, I really appreciate you having me. So yeah. It <laughs> yes. works for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to, um, to today's show. And um, I uh, be, before we get started on everything that we are planning on talking about today, and we have a lot to talk about, yeah. um, before we get started on that, I do want to start off with inventory. You know, what's going on in yeah. the real estate market. Yeah. Um, things are heated up again. It's, uh, we, you know, we've been every week, we check in on these numbers. And, you know, over the last couple of months, they were 35, 3,600 in single family inventory, which was still low. I, I, I was stressing that to people. This is still low. This is not high, even though it's higher than we've seen. Right. And I really felt strongly that, that this was a sign that we were not going to slow down. And here we are, December, supposed to be the slowest month of the year, supposed to be. And we have 2,000. 487 single family homes on the market, which is not many. No. Part of that is seasonal. Okay. Because people go off the market or don't come on the market between Thanksgiving and New Year's because of the holiday. Okay. But part of that is because we still have very strong pressure on our market, buyers coming from out of state. Yeah. That's really what's happening. So typically, um, our, so what we want to watch are pendings and sales and see what they're doing because the listing inventory isn't the only thing of course. to look at when you're trying to figure out what the market's doing. It's gotten difficult to figure out because yeah. there are other factors affecting us. Yeah. Um, we're seeing a lot less price reductions. Mm -hmm. We're down to 221, um, mm -hmm. where we were hovering around five to 600 a week for yep. a while. Yep. Um, so that that's definitely, I think that I've, I've, I've been hearing so many stories of rents raising. Mm -hmm. Rents increase, mm -hmm. I mean, by 400, 500 a month, mm -hmm. a substantial increases. And I feel like this is really getting renters in that mindset yeah. of, I need to own a home. Well, they do need to own a home when you're looking at those kind of prices. And you can't really blame the owners because they were stopped from increasing rents for such a long time mm -hmm. that this is a kind of natural backlash. But really, if, you're, if you can absorb that kind of rental increase, you can buy. Yes. And you should. 
Absolutely. It's what makes sense. Absolutely. And, yeah. and and I feel like today's topic might even be able to help people that are thinking about that. It you know, might. We're, yes. We're, we're talking might. about ceilings right. of achievement right. and, and going right. through and getting in. Um, with, so let's explain a little bit about what a ceiling of achievement is. Okay. Um, it, it's Go ahead. You know, you're, well, you're or expert. you can explain your experience. What was your experience of hitting that ceiling? So my experience, so what a ceiling of achievement is, is when you've gotten to, you know, sometimes you, you have something new that happens in your life or another goal that you're trying to reach or something that you're trying to get to, right? And you get there mm-hmm. and you are so, I guess, so excited yes. and so um, proud of yourself for getting yes. there. However, you, you, you get stuck there because yeah. it's hard to go to the next thing because you've already done so much to achieve this. Right. But you do get to a point. Um, the best analogy that I've ever heard for this is a plant. Have you ever heard the plant analogy? Uh-uh. Okay. So a plant, a, a plant is in a pot, right? Um, you, you have a plant, a house right. plant, whatever, it's in a yeah. pot. And that plant in that pot, you water it, you take care of it eventually it's going to grow. Right. And when that plant starts growing, it starts to outgrow the pot. Correct. So two things can happen. Um, once it starts to outgrow the pot, that pot where it's living in is going to start breaking and busting all around it because it's growing too much for that pot. Yeah. So you could choose to leave the plant there because it's comfortable there. You don't want to disrupt it. It's comfortable. It's, it's happy. Mm-hmm. And if you leave it there, what's eventually going to happen is its roots are going to strangle itself. It's going to die Correct. because it's not in the proper size pot. Correct. If you transplant it into a bigger pot, you give it the, right. it's going to struggle mm-hmm. because it's going to have yeah. to adapt to the new environment, but you give it a chance to grow bigger. And that's what we do as people. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So here's the, here's the situation that happens when you start out in the business and you've experienced this. So I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. When you start out in the business, you have no production, but you do a lot of things to get there. You do a lot of, of open houses. You meet a lot of people. You do a lot of things. And after a period of time, you start to have a little bit of production. And then you go up. And if you continue and you manage yourself well, you end up on a new plateau. The experience you ha- are talking about, which is having achieved your lifetime goals, way before the end of your life uh, is something I actually experienced as well. And it's kind of, it was a feeling of weightlessness. It's like, oh, now what do I do? I've done everything I thought I could, so now what? And there's two problems that happen. The real thing that's going on that creates what I experienced as weightlessness or what you described to me in your email as a complacency. Well, I've done it all. I'm fine now. I'm good. So why do I need to do anything more? What's really going on is your unconscious mind doesn't like change. Yes. Now, when you were starting out, you could get you could push past it not liking change because you were highly motivated and you had a very clear vision of where you wanted to go. When you get a little higher up, two things happen. One is you've now achieved it, so now what? And the other is you're higher up. So if you fail, the consequences are way different than they were when you started out. Right. So the fear factor is much higher Absolutely. when you talk about going to the next level. And the same <coughs> fears that you had when you started, which are, I don't know if I can do this, I don't know if I'm good enough, all of the self-talk starts again, but at a different level. And so now it's, well, why do you need that for? You're fine. 
Why do you have to? Why? Why aren't you satisfied with what you got? Who do you think you are anyway? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. and, and that is the it's complacency. Mm -hmm. You know, being comfortable where you're at. Right. And and yeah, it's you know it, it's so easy to say like I'm happy with this. I love my world. I love everything I'm in. And it's good for a while. You know, yeah. definitely you yeah. you you should be able to sit and enjoy in it. But I think just as humans, we have to grow. Well, not everybody does, but for those who do, then you encounter what you're encountering now. So the unconscious mind doesn't like change. It doesn't like good change. It doesn't like bad change. It doesn't matter what the change is. It doesn't like it. So what starts to happen as you reach for a new level, first of all, you have to identify it. And that can be difficult. When you've arrived, then what do you do after you've arrived? I mean, what's the next arrival point? It's difficult to identify, right? Right. Okay, so that's the first issue. And when you start doing that, then what's going to happen is that little voice is going to start saying, what's the matter with you? Why aren't you happy with what you got? You know, look where you are compared to where you were. And all this noise, mm -hmm. it's just chatter, <coughs> starts <coughs> that interferes with you getting a clear picture. Because your goal at this point is to get a clear picture. Well, who would I be if I did this? What would I like to be? What would it look like? Where would I live? What kind of clothes would I have? What kind of car would I drive? What kind of friends would I have? What would my life be like? What would I do differently than I'm doing now? You have to start answering those kinds of questions. And as you do that, you're going to have a little voice going, you don't need that. What's the matter with you? You know, look where you cut. You're doing great. You don't need any more. It's just your unconscious mind that doesn't like change. So when you were starting out, the unconscious mind would say to you, you, you don't know what you're doing. Who do you think you are? Same kind of talk, actually, just at a different level. So when you move up, two things happen. Your unconscious mind gets reactivated because you're changing again, and it's going, I don't like this. I'm really comfortable right where I am. Let's don't change it. And the other thing that, it, that happens is you have a hard time getting a clear picture because when you're at the bottom, the top of the heap is easy to see. When you're at the top, the next level up is harder to see. Absolutely. I, and I, I feel like you get to a point where, it, just like you said, your goals are unclear. You don't yeah. know you're, you're, it, it seems for me like, you know, it's like the next goals of going, you know, doing more or breaking through that next ceiling seems like unreal. Yeah, like you can't do it. Like unreal, like, you know, who are you to think that exactly you could do that? Exactly what it is. That's exactly, <laughs> and that's what your unconscious mind is saying to you all the time. Who do you think you are to think like that? Yeah. Um, I read a, an article yesterday, I think it was Inman, who talked about a guy who was in a training 10 years ago. And we, there used to think, be a thing, wild, I've forgotten what it is, wag, wild ass goal, right? And he made a goal. He's in California, so that helped. But he made a goal of making a billion dollars, doing a billion dollars in income in one year. That was 10 years ago. And at the time, he thought he was crazy. Mm -hmm. This year he did it. Wow. Okay, so I think it's different for different people because money isn't the only motivator. When you, you get to a certain point in life where you're comfortable, bills are paid, kids are good, live in a great house, then money by itself doesn't do it. Where when you were making little or no money or you, had, you were living on credit cards until your next transaction yeah. closed, money was a motivator. But you get to a certain point in your life where money's not that much of a motivator anymore. So then what you have to do is reimagine yourself. You have to re-envision who it is you want to be and what that looks like. And just as I said, all the accoutrements that go with it. 
you know, where do you live, who are your friends? Because one of the things that happens with success, especially big success, is you can lose people along the way. Oh, of course. And that happens when you go from the, this level to that level, happens again. So you have to look at that. You know, well, who do I want to surround myself with? And what do I want my life to look like? And where will I live? And what will I do? Because you get to a point where, you know, a bigger car or a better car or more expensive car um, or red sole shoes or any of those things, there's a limit. I mean, you can only have so many diamonds and so much gold before it just begins to be meaningless. Yeah. So then you have to find a new meaning and that's harder work. Right. Well, what do I want my life to represent? Who do I want to be yeah. when what, I grow up? What's your legacy? Like, what are you exactly. leaving behind? And right. that, and, and it does, I feel like you get to a point there where you're, you know, it, it is, it's no longer about the money. It's no longer it's about the income, but it's no. what are you going to do for the rest of the world? That's what right. What are you going to leave what behind? What can you contribute? What, what can, can you, you contribute, contribute to the world? Because it, it is, I feel like at, at, at some levels we live in survival. You yes. know, we <laughs> no down here. We're at survival. We're, we're at survival. We're yep. just living where where our our goals are to pay the bills, to get into mm -hmm. you know, to get into our first home, mm -hmm. to do our our first things to to get to that level where we can live comfortably. Correct. And then once you're at that level, you know, it's like okay, well, I want to get to a level of abundance. But right. you get right. to that level, and it's like okay, I'm here. Everything's good. I have abundance, but. What can I do to make a difference? Right. And then the little voice is going to come up again. Who do you think you are to make a difference? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it all starts over again. So you deal with the same problem with every change in your life in terms of your unconscious mind wanting things to stay the same. It's just how it is. Your unconscious mind, the good part is it creates stability. So you don't go off doing crazy things easily because you've got your unconscious mind back here holding you back. But when you make a conscious decision that you want to move forward and you want to go to a different level, then you have to have a conversation with your unconscious mind and you have to talk back. And your unconscious <laughs> mind and your conscious mind are not connected to each other. It isn't enough to just think about it. You actually have to have self-talk. And so you have to be able to say, no, this is okay. This is what I want to do. Now, what happens as you make change is that your unconscious mind goes, oh, that wasn't so bad. Oh, that worked. I didn't think it would, but it worked. So you change it. Yeah. Over time, it changes and it begins, to, it quits being such a, a uh, force against you. It doesn't really become a force for you yet, but it will, it'll get neutral. It'll let you, it'll let you, it'll stop the negative self-talk. Um, so as long as what, so the goal, what you need to be able to do is to create a very clear picture and it's good to do it with words. So it's good to start writing down okay. what you would want. Who would you be if you had it? What would that mean for your family? How would your kids react? How would the rest of your world react? How would people be? Ideally, how would you like that to be? And to create as clear a picture as you can of who you would be. Not so much about the money, because that is no longer the motivator. And money, money shows up to support vision. So if you have a clear vision, the money will show up to support it. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have to make changes in your life, because you do. You know, doing what you always did and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. That's not going to happen. So you can't. That's why when you get to this level and people will say, when you get into a slump, because usually producers get into a slump when they make that first big leap. And people will say, oh, go back to the basics. The problem with going back to the basics is that you're no longer there. Yeah, and going back on. to the basics will cause you to go back down to where you were. Mm -hmm. So you have to create a new vision. And that's, that is more work and it's harder. 
at your level, it's no longer about how many transactions can you do or how big is your team or how much money can you make. For you now, it's what can I contribute to the world? And then you're going to have that little voice saying, well, who do you think you are to contribute anything? And so you're going to have to work through that. Easiest way to do it is to start writing things down. Start writing down who you want to be, what it would look like, and get as clear a picture as possible. And then the next step after that, and that takes a little work, after that would be then putting in place the systems, processes, and support that you need in order to create that. Yeah, to create. What to, would have to change in your life to create that outcome? Yeah, to start making a GPS, basically, like make, yeah. you know, making a plan, making exactly. a roadmap of how exactly. to get there. And knowing where you are in relation to where you want to go, yeah. because that can be hard. And when you were a new agent, you didn't have that at all. What you had, if you were lucky, was a coach or a mentor of some kind who was telling you, yeah, you're doing the right things. Yes, let's have another open house. Let's create this database. Let's start doing these things. If you, if you were fortunate, you had that when you yeah. were new. You get into this level, there's nobody really there to tell you where. So you have to begin to, in a way, imagine it. So it's vision, it's mm -hmm. imagination. And you begin to say, well, how would I know I'm on the right track? Which now we're about two or three steps into the process. So um, the first step, though, is getting a very clear picture of what you want that to be, who you want to be and who you want to have around you and what you want it to look like. Yeah. And one of the other things that I feel like is a big obstacle for a lot of people is where you came from. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> where you came from, how you grew up. If you didn't grow up in like a, and, and, and I didn't, you know, I came from a very humble background. Right. Um, you know, if you didn't grow up in that world or that environment, it's so hard mm -hmm. to see past because every achievement you get, you're just like, wow, this is amazing. This is right. bigger than I could have ever dreamed of. Right you know, who, who are you to expect anything else, you know? Right, exactly. And it's not, it's not expecting, you know, it's just, it, it's just, you get to a point, you know, you get to that point where you need to move up. But I feel like there's some people that, and I see them all the time that, um, that came from an environment of a lot of successful people. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier for them to, mm -hmm. it's not luck. It's not, I, I don't no. believe in luck, but no. it, it, it's so much easier for them to learn how to get to these, these higher levels because they've, they've seen it, they've been around it. They've, they've seen it. it it's, it's an, it's so natural. So, so I call it having a ceiling. Mm -hmm. So when you're working with vision, what happens is as you as you achieve your vision, it's like the horizon. As you move closer to it, it changes, okay? Now, what you're talking about is what I call a ceiling. In fact, I wish I had known with my son what I know today because my son's ceiling was set too low, exactly what you're talking about, because you can only see as far as you can see. And that's why when you're trying to make a change and you're coming from here to there, imagination is so important. You have to literally imagine yourself being able to do this because that's the first step in vision mm -hmm. and being able to envision yourself being there. So you're right. People who grow up in an affluent environment, regardless, there are other things that go on in that environment that may not be so great, right? Absolutely. That, that you have yes. to work your way through. But the fact that you can see, oh, look, see how high is up rather than see how high is up. Which, so it's a difference in ceiling. Yeah. And when you've come from what I would describe as a lower ceiling, 
then you have to imagine your way out of it because you don't have personal experience with it. So you have right. to create it. Yeah, you've never you've never seen it before. You've never experienced it before. Right. It was never uh, around you. And I and I feel like that is um, that's something that holds people back. It does. And and again, even to consumers and to regular people out there, I see that all the time with home ownership. If mm -hmm. I, I speak, I speak to people that have. They've never, their parents never owned a home. Right. Um, their friends never owned a home. Right. And you talk to them about owning a home and they're like, there's no way possible. Correct. And you're, you know, and you go into more questions. Their credit's fine. Their income's good. Yeah. Why on earth do you think it's not possible? But they're so set in the mindset. Mm -hmm. That's not possible. I can't achieve that because it's something that they've never seen anything around and they always felt or thought or were made to believe that that's for other people that's not achievable to them and so many there's so many different instances in life where yep. things like that happen and and you see that in it it's something that is a it is it, something people just need to work through it's, it's well coaching. absolutely and one of the things that you <clears throat> could do as an agent when you're working with somebody like that is to when they say that oh no i could never own a home one of the kinds of questions that i frequently ask is well okay what if you could now, when you ask a question like that, you have to be very quiet because people have to digest it. And the people who are willing will go, they'll start to question it. What they'll do is they say, oh, no, that's not possible. Well, okay, but what if you could? What would that mean? What if you could? And let them kind of start to absorb the idea because you can't lead people down that path from up here. Mm -hmm. It has to happen down here or yeah. in your heart, okay? Your gut, yeah. yeah, it doesn't happen in your head. And a lot of what a lot of salespeople do is they start giving all the rational reasons why. Well, you know, you could save this and it would only be that and you could make this. And, you know, I've had clients, first-time clients. I, in fact, the last millennials I sold a house to didn't want to buy a house. And when, and I, and when I pointed out the kind of money you can make owning a house, didn't believe it. Now they've made over $100,000 on their house and they still can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but, but that's so. But you can't do it up here, it doesn't work. What has to happen is you have to say, well, what if? Well, what would you do if you were able over a five year period to say earn $50,000 that you don't have now or $100,000? What would you do with that money? You have to get people to put themselves emotionally into that place. Right. Then it gets a little easier. And then you can say, okay, well, you know, would you like to try? Because here's the other thing that shows up. What if I fail? And this is what gets in the way of a big goal too, because, okay, I've gotten here, but what if I go for something outrageous, something unthinkable, and I fail? Then now I've got a lot to lose. Right. <laughs> and so it's very scary. And so, so the idea, now, first of all, when you're down, the idea of failure isn't so serious because you're already there. It's a lot more serious when you move up. Yeah. Um, but you have, to, you have to work with that. Okay, well, what if I fail? Okay, well, what if I do? Then I've still got my family. I've still got my house. I've still got, I've still got what I've got, right? I don't lose that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's part of planning it and putting the processes in place so that you don't go and put it all on zero on the roulette table right. and hope that it lands. You know, you have to have a better plan than that. Yeah. And so part of the planning and processing of, of getting where you want to go when it's a big goal and it's unimaginable, then is taking it in steps. Well, okay, so what would I do? How could it work? Well, what if I did this? Also a mentor of finding different mentors. Mm 
-hmm. and different support systems so that you have people around you who do provide what you described as families who are doing well and bring up kids who seem to have no problem doing well. Well, when you are an adult and you're creating a new environment, you have to do the same thing. You have to create a new family of people to support you and people who are bigger than the people you've got supporting you now. Which doesn't mean you leave those people behind. It just means you add to your yeah. environment and you add people who can see the vision with you and can help you with what the steps are. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I think that that's, it, it is important who you surround yourself with because yeah. if, if you're, you know, if you're surrounded with people that can't see anything bigger than where you're at right now, it, it, it it's impossible or... Well, they'll bring you back. Yeah. They'll, they'll remind you. If your little voice isn't doing it enough, you know, your sister who doesn't think that you should be owning this big house is going to go, is going to say it out loud. Well, who do you think you are? And she can't see herself in that. So part of bringing yourself to the next level is bringing the people you love with you. Mm -hmm. So you, as soon as you get a clear picture, you have to start sharing it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, your family and your friends feel left out yeah. and because they haven't bought into this picture of mm -hmm. how they could be a part of that. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, and that, that is, you know, that's one of the... Um, that's one of the struggles that I think, you know, is, Absolutely. is, is, is big, you know. Well, I can't tell you the number of people that I've worked with in real estate, usually women, sometimes men, but usually women, where their, their family, their spouse and their children simply will not allow them to do the things they need to do to be successful. Mm -hmm. they, just, they just will not do that and they can't capture the vision. Now, sometimes it's a husband who feels threatened by his wife's success. Sometimes it's just a matter of a family that's comfortable. I've dealt, I remember one who had several children and a husband, and the kids just wanted her to stay home and be mom and take care of the house. And there was no way. We actually did a time analysis of her activities during the week. She didn't have, she had an hour to herself in, in, in a week. So there was no way for her to achieve the goals she wanted to achieve in real estate until she was able to enroll her family in her objectives and get them to see what it would mean for them. Right. Not for her but for them. Right. Right. And, and have that, yeah. Support is so big. It's important. You know, I, I, I've always said, um, you know, I've, I've been blessed to have support from my husband, yes. um, throughout this entire journey. And without that, I don't think I would have been able to no. be where I'm at today. Um, he's supported me since day one. I mean, when I, you know, in my previous career, I, you know, quit my job, took this leap of faith into like a commission real estate job. And that <laughs> sounded crazy to so many people. Yeah. I had so many friends and family say, what are you doing? This is crazy. This is exactly reckless. right. Reckless. Yeah. And I, you know, my husband was like, whatever, if it doesn't work out, we'll figure it out. We'll right. start all over. We'll do something else. I so blessed to have that in my life. Yes. And, and I see that with uh, so many people, they just don't have that type of support. That's right. And, and that is, um, you know, it is something that, that maybe yeah. people it, need to work other, on with their family together. Absolutely. And the other thing that you'll notice, you'll see this in every real estate, every real estate office I've ever worked in. You'll see as somebody begins to be a rising star, there are going to be people around who are going to be 
tugging at their skirts, trying to pull them back. Yeah. Right. They'll find things to criticize them. They'll, then mean girls show up. Oh yeah. Right. No. no <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I've get, I, I've, you know, I've, I've experienced that on, on many levels. You know, it, yeah. there's sometimes where it feels like you can't do anything right yeah. in other people's eyes. Yeah. No matter what you do, it's yeah. going to be, you know, just it's, 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 a, it, it is, it is a hard place yeah. to be at. Yep. It's not easy. I don't, um, you know, I, and when I see people, I look, you know, there's people I look up to that are far more successful than me. And I always think that, like, I see that in them too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't recognize that. Um, that's something that I guess I've always recognized is, is, is I see, you know, like, wow, they're super successful or super this, but then you look and there's just always people trying to tear them apart always. or tear them down. Always. 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 Um, and it, it's not, <laughs> I would never envy that. You know, no. like that would, no, that's part of yeah. the hard part. Yeah. And learning how to manage the noise, the yeah. negativity around success is part of the journey. And you do have to manage it because it, it will show up. Um, unfortunately, not everybody is thrilled about other people's success. And a lot of people think that it's a zero-sum game. In other words, if you really get successful, then I can't. Well, that's not true. Right. If you really get rich, then there's not enough money for me. That's not true. The, the truth is that it grows exponentially mm -hmm. and you can include other people in your um, abundance. Yeah. And so it doesn't happen that way. But people who can't see it, see it as a threat. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and the, you know, like even when it, you're dealing with like family environments and things like that, as you, you know, as you grow, as you become successful, you know, it, it, it's the you can show people and teach them and talk them through how to mm -hmm. do it, but some people just won't. That's right. They just won't do nope. it. They and want to stay where they are. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it, it, it is what it is. It's, it is what it, it is. It's, yeah. it's humans, right? Yeah. Where we and are. And then you have to make a decision because you have to make a decision. You're either going to keep them with you or you're going to let them go lovingly and gently and move on. Yeah. And do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with family, that's one thing. They have to stay with you no yes, matter what. Do. Yes, they do. <laughs> they're there. That's um, right. But, but, you know, it's always, you know, it's, it's, just one of, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, I, I feel like sometimes people can be, um, I don't know, uh, angry or, oh, yeah. you know, whatever, oh, have, have like, uh, you know, like bad feelings, um, you know, or, or something. Just always try to, you know, again... Sometimes people always try to find something you're doing wrong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to bring you back down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to get too full of yourself. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And, and, and that's it too. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely, I mean, success is achievable to me. One of the things I sell, I tell my, my child is, um, well, one of my kids, all of my kids, um, <laughs> I have four of them, right. um, is that if, if there's anybody in the world that's ever achieved something that you want to, a goal, if there's something that you want to do and there's another human that has been out there that has done it, there's absolutely no reason why you can't get there. And if nobody has ever done it, things are done every day that no one's ever done before. Correct. There's Correct. no reason. You just have to make a plan of yep. how you're going to get there. Find out more about that person. Find out more about what it is. I mean, I yep. feel like every single person in this world, there is nobody. So many people get stuck in their, their own funk. Of, right. of telling themselves that I can't ever do that. That's for them. That's not for me. Right. I can't do that. Yeah. There is nobody in this world that does not have the opportunity to succeed. And you can Absolutely look at success right. story, stories of people with disabilities, people with all types of things they've done yep. the yep. unheard of. Yep. 
because it's possible for everybody. Absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Um, so, so that is, um, that's a big thing. Now, Sharon, again, we've, we, uh, we've kind of blew through the show. This was, <laughs> we have so many things that we get with, but the good thing is you're going to be back. So I we're going to talk about this some back. more yeah. and talk about, uh, about these things some more. I feel like it's, um, even though this is like a real estate news show and we talk about like local Las Vegas real estate, I think it's good inspiration, um, for me and, in real estate in my business everything just inspiration and like knowledge and learning and growing is such a big part of life in general yep. and i feel like it's a great resource yep. and having a coach or you know working with somebody that can guide you through to make you think to ask the questions that make mm -hmm. your mind think um are definitely helpful in you in any walk of life yep. and your coaching program um, as we wrap up can we talk a little bit about that how people sure. can get into it what sure. it looks like to get a coach what um, what structures you have you have a couple different packages you offer people I do I do if it for people who are commissioned salespeople real estate specifically um, I get paid a percentage of the gross commission when they close escrow. So we're kind of in the journey together. I'm as motivated as they are to make more money. Yes. <laughs> um, for people who are not in real estate, my coaching clients who are not, you pay me a flat fee per month, uh, usually between $500 and $1,000 a month. All my coaching caps at $1,000 a month. So even if you're a commission salesperson, as you get more and more successful, one of the goals of my coaching clients is to cap out. You know, they want to not to be able to get that free extra ride. And that's really a good thing. So um, those are the two ways. We do have a contract that we sign that spells everything out. I usually ask for a 90-day commitment because my experience is that I can't really accomplish too much in less than 90 days. But after that, it, it can be ended on either side. Either party can decide not to do it. So that's kind of how it works at the moment. I do have coaching clients around the country um, who are on flat fee, and I also have coaching clients who pay me a percentage of their commission. Perfect. And, and the, one of the great things there is um, people starting out in the business, you know, sometimes they might go a little bit. They need that. Yeah, they need right. that coaching. They go yeah. a little bit before making that first, yep. you know, commission yep. check and having that option is really a great option yep. for them because while people need coaching, sometimes they can't afford it. They can't afford it <laughs> right. yet. Yeah. You know, but the coaching will get them to a point where they can. Absolutely right. So uh, that that's definitely a great option that you have there. So yeah. um, so that's good. And um, how do people reach you if they want to talk more about that? Call me, 702-289-1537, uh, or email me, Sharon.Swanton at Yahoo.com. All right. Well, thank you, Sharon. All and right. thank you so much thank for you. being here. I appreciate you always coming on the show. And this Coaching Corner episode is my favorite out of all of them. So <laughs> we talk just regular news, but this is definitely um, great stuff. So achieve your goals. Get past your next ceiling. Find out what it is that you want to do in life. You can get there. If you need help, and you probably do need help, contact Sharon. Have her talk to her about how you're going to get to that next level. No matter what it is you're doing, it's important for everybody. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week.